The Atlanta Braves have a number of strengths on this team headed into 2023, but the biggest one is their power up and down the lineup. We'll talk about that and some other strengths for the Atlanta Braves on this episode of Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, make sure you check out my website, shortstopball.com, where you can see some of my written content and other places that I am writing as well. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. I always try to make this podcast as interactive with you as I can. So send me those comments on Twitter. Join live on YouTube if you can, or submit a comment down in the YouTube section if you're watching the replay. Do enjoy hearing from you and interacting with you as well. And thanks as always for making this show interactive. Thank you for the support that you give me on the show. And thank you for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. We post episodes daily, five days a week, Monday through Friday, and we're free and available on all platforms. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. All right, yesterday we talked about the biggest weaknesses for the Atlanta Braves heading into 2023, and there's honestly not many. Uh, we talked about some of those left field bullpen. If you want to go back and give that a listen, please do so. I didn't post it until early Tuesday morning because I had some internet issues Monday night. So if you didn't get a chance to go back and listen to that one, would appreciate it if you did. But today, we're going to turn our attention to the Braves' strengths. And I think there are far more strengths on this Braves team than there are weaknesses, which is what you hope for out of your favorite team. But for me, the biggest strength, quite clearly, for this Atlanta Braves team is the power. And a lot of you who answered on Twitter also said power. And I just think it's very clearly, this lineup is very clearly built around power and hitting home runs, which is what we see a lot of in today's game. We don't see a lot of small ball action. Perhaps we do now with the change in rules, with the shift going away and the bigger bases. Maybe that does start to shift a little bit, but I still think the teams who hit the ball the hardest, hit the most home runs, are going to continue to have the most success. And you look at the Atlanta Braves last year and what they did in terms of home run power, they hit 243 home runs last year, which was second only to the Yankees, who had 254. And the third place team was the Brewers at 219. So a big gap there between the Braves and the Yankees at the top. Only seven teams hit 200 home runs last year, and every single one of those teams made the playoffs. So it just goes to show you in today's game, if you can hit the long ball, hit it consistently, you're going to have great success. And I don't think it takes the smartest baseball person in the world to understand that. And again, I think this Atlanta Braves front office has done a great job of building up this lineup for that very thing to hit home runs, 
make a lot of hard contact. Yes, there's going to be some swing and miss involved there, but more often than not, the Braves are putting the ball in play. They're hitting it very hard, and it's not just home runs either. The Braves were first in all of baseball and slugging percentage last year at 443, thanks in part to the fact that they were fourth in doubles. So not only were they second in the all of baseball and home runs, they were fourth in doubles leading to that high slugging percentage. They just hit the ball hard. There's a lot of extra base hit potential up and down this order. And hard contact, it's what I mentioned. This lineup, all one through nine, essentially, all hits the ball really hard. And I think it's just something that this front office, once again, has tried to do is when they evaluate players and offensive talent, they are looking for players who consistently hit the ball hard. And the Braves were second in average exit velocity last year as a team at 89.9 miles per hour. They were second in average home run distance at 406 feet, only behind Colorado, who gets a little bit of help in their home game. So again, hitting the ball hard, hitting the ball far. The Braves were also second in hard hit percentage at 44 point, uh, 43.5%. And they were first in barrels per plate appearance percentage at 7.3. So the number of times they go up there that they're putting a barrel on the baseball, the Braves were the best at doing that. So again, just shows you how well this lineup has been constructed for today's game to make consistent hard contact when you put the ball in play. Now, I have been somewhat critical of this type of offense in the past just because when the home runs aren't coming, you have those games where there's a lot more swing and miss than contact. This offense can look a little sluggish for a while because they don't know how to manufacture runs. It's not part of their game. Again, hopefully we see that with a healthy Ronald, with a healthy Ozzy, now with Michael in the lineup and Von Grissom as well. Hopefully we see some more of that. But this has been an offense that has been live or die by the home run a lot of times. Even when they won the World Series in 2021, a lot of that success came because they were getting a lot of home runs. You think about Jorge Soler and the home run he hit in Game 6, Jack Peterson and the home runs that he hit in the the NLDS against the Brewers. You think about Eddie Rosario's big home run against Walker Bueller in the Dodgers. And yes, those are moments that stick with us because home runs are so exciting, but a lot of the brave success in that run came on the home run ball and it's what this lineup is for better or worse and for the most part it's been better they've been one of the best offenses in all of baseball for several years now so I think you have to agree with the approach and live with it there's going to be times where they don't get that two or three run homer and the offense is going to struggle but again when you have guys up and down the lineup and that's one thing that you have to consider when you're talking about this being a big strength is that up and down the lineup, everyone has the ability to go deep. A lot of these batters consistently hit the ball hard. And you look at Fangraph's steamer projections, they have six players that they project to hit 20 home runs or more this upcoming season for the Braves with Acuna, Riley, and Olsen all projected to hit over 30. Now we've talked on here a little bit. I think there's a a possibility that all three of those guys could reach 40 home runs. And I think they're closer to 40 than 30 at the end of 2023, if they stay healthy. And 
again, some of the projections, as projections typically are, they seem a little light on some of the Braves players, and they're already pretty amazing. Grissom, Rosario, and Ozuna all figure to hit double-digit home runs as well. So the Braves are already projected to fairly easily go over that 200 home run mark once again, which, like I pointed out at the beginning, you do that, there's a great chance of you making the postseason. And those same six players that they projected to hit 20 or more home runs, they have all six of those players projected to hit 29 or more doubles. And again, those projections even seem kind of like Matt Olson was, you know, at one point approaching 40 homers and 40 doubles, which would just be amazing. So um, Ozzy Albies has done 30 homers and 30 doubles in a season. So there's a lot of potential. Again, it's because it's one through nine up and down this lineup. Acuna, Harris, Riley, Olsen, Murphy, or Darno, uh, Ozuna even. I mean, he has 20 home run potential. Von Grissom, I think, hits 15 to 20 home runs. And then Eddie Rosario, if he's the main guy in left field, I think he hits double-digit home runs. So you're talking about a lineup that could very easily, one through nine, have double-digit home runs with over half the lineup hitting 20 home runs or more. That is a dangerous and deadly lineup, and that's why it is the biggest strength for the Atlanta Braves going into 2023. And power is just one of the many strengths that this Braves team has, but in order to win games and win a division and hopefully win a World Series, you got to have great pitching as well. And I think the Braves not only have one of the best and deepest bullpens in all of baseball, I think their starting pitching staff is just as good and deep as well. We'll talk about that next. The NBA season is getting ready to wrap up, so now is the perfect time to download FanDuel America's number one sportsbook app because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes a drain. You can also get in on some of those Major League Baseball preseason bets, win totals, MVP, Cy Young winners, all of that over there at FanDuel as well. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a, a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash on. That's FanDuel.com slash on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. I mentioned that earlier on Tuesday, I posted an episode talking about the biggest weaknesses for the Atlanta Braves coming into this season. If you haven't, make sure you go ahead and give that a listen on Monday. I went over MLB Pipeline's latest top 30 prospect list for the Atlanta Braves and gave my thoughts on that list, including their high marks on Braden Shoemake's defense. Tomorrow, I'll give you the three keys for the Braves to win a World Series in 2023. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube as well. Got a lot of great preseason content coming out as we are getting closer to the 2023 season. Jumping back into some of the strengths for the Braves this upcoming season. The other one to me is, is pitching depth. And a lot of you in the comments on Twitter mentioned bullpen and that this could be one of the best bullpens in all of baseball. But I think a lot of you are sleeping on the starting pitching 
for this Braves team. I even heard some of you say that starting pitching depth could be a weakness for the Braves, and I couldn't disagree more. I think the starting pitching for this Braves team is tremendous, especially when you compare it to a lot of other teams out there. But I do think the bullpen is better and deeper going into the season. Alex Anthopoulos has done a tremendous job of building a deep bullpen in the last several years now, really ever since 2019 when the Braves had to scramble at the trade deadline and go get Chris Martin, Mark Melanson, and Shane Green. Alex Anthopoulos has really, really been super focused on having a strong bullpen going into each and every season, and this may be the best and deepest bullpen that he has put together so far, certainly going into opening day. Now, I've told you on here several times, bullpens are very finicky year to year, and you can expect the same results from last year for this season. But on paper, going into the season, I just don't think there's many teams out there that have a bullpen as good and as deep as the Atlanta Braves do. But going back to last year, the Braves bullpen was third in ERA at 3.03, but it was the dominance of the top guys in particular that set them apart. Overall, they were third in Major League Baseball with a 10.17 K per nine. And perhaps even more importantly, they were ninth in baseball with a walk per nine of 3.16. So when Braves relievers were coming in, they were striking out a ton of batters and they weren't walking a ton, which is exactly what you want coming out of your bullpen. And again, I mentioned those top guys. A.J. Minter, a 12.09K per nine and a 1.93 walk per nine. And that is incredible. Rysel Iglesias with the Braves had a 10.25K per nine and a 1.71 walk per nine. Again, anything under two for a walk per nine is great. And the Braves had several of those guys. Dylan Lee, a 10.48K per nine and a 1.78 walk per nine. Joe Jimenez with the Tigers last year, 12.23K per nine and a 2.06 walk per nine. He really got his command issues under control last year. Hopefully that continues with the Braves in 2023. And I certainly think that's part of the reason why the Braves went after him because he got those command issues under control and didn't walk a ton of batters. And then Colin McHugh, 9.74K per nine, 1.82 walk per nine. Those are five guys right there with a K per nine over nine and a walk per nine under two, except for Jimenez, who was a little bit over last season. That is just tremendous production. I can't express to you enough how great that is coming out of your bullpen, knowing you have guys who aren't going to come in and walk a ton of batters and guys that are able to come in and get you a strikeout if you need it. That is dominance. And the Braves have at least five of those guys that they feel pretty confident in that when they come out, they're more likely to strike out a couple of batters than walk a batter. And that gives Brian Snicker great relief when he calls one of those guys down from the bullpen. Now the starting pitching again, I think some of you are sleeping on the starting pitching a little bit. I saw a lot of comments yesterday about the lack of starting pitching depth and that it being an area of weakness. I don't agree with that at all. Now things could come, blow up quickly in a starting rotation for sure. But you look at the big four, Max Freed finished second in the NL Cy Young voting last year. I mean, what more do you want? He is an ace. I've even seen some people say the Braves don't have an ace. 
Max Freed is an ace. I don't know what more you could be looking for with an ace. And and I get it. You know, some people are still remembering the last outings for both Freed and Strider that weren't great. And Freed was coming off, you know, a really bad sickness and just certainly didn't like himself. Strider hadn't pe- pitched in several weeks as he was coming off an oblique injury. Yes, those are excuses, and they they failed in those moments, and they would tell you that. They just didn't rise to the occasion. But don't let that take away from the fact that for the entire year before that, Max Fried was the second-best pitcher in the National League. Spencer Strider had an historic season for a rookie pitcher and finished second in the NL Rookie of the Year voting behind his own teammate who just had an amazing year in himself as an everyday player. And Kyle Wright broke out with 21 wins, something that hadn't been done since 2003 for the Atlanta Braves. And I know Charlie Morton regressed, and he certainly needs to bounce back. I believe that he will. I think that the the leg injury that he had messed up his offseason last year, along with the lockout, and things just got off to a shaky start, and he just couldn't be consistent. There were times he would go out and look dominant. There were times he would go out and that just couldn't land that curveball. He was hitting too many batters, leaving too many balls up that got hit hard. I I feel like he's I feel pretty confident that he's going to bounce back and that's going to give the Braves four top of the rotation type arms. Teams would kill for those four at the top of their rotation, not to mention the depth behind those four. You're talking about Ian Anderson, a guy who threw five no-hit innings on the biggest stage in baseball. It's in there. He got to, he has to make some adjustments, but it's there. You're talking about Michael Soroka, who, yes, hasn't pitched in two and a half years, but he was one of the best pitchers in all of baseball before he got hurt. Bryce Elder, who came up and gave some really great starts for the Braves last year, the only Braves starting pitcher to throw a complete game yet last year. And yes, I know some of those starts came against the Marlins and the Nationals, but still somebody who has had multiple starts of success at the big league level. Dylan Dodd, who looks like somebody who could be ready to take off. Jared Schuster, who we saw on Tuesday look really good and seems like he could be ready for the next level. Colby Allard, who has some experience at the big league level and gives you depth, and Darius Vines as well, who could be knocking on the door. It takes 11 starters on average for a team to get through a major league baseball season. I just rattled off 11 names that you would feel comfortable with making starts throughout the year for the Atlanta Braves. Yes, they need their big four to stay healthy and be good and be out there in the biggest moments. I get that. But when you're talking about the depth, that the Braves have and the guys they have back there teams would kill for that type of depth in their starting rotation. So for me, that is a huge strength for this Braves team going into 2023. Now, a couple of others that I I wrote down were experienced in youth. I think, you know, this team's been to the postseason five straight years. There's a lot of young players on here, but players who have been there and been in the big moment. And Joe Mixon started off the show in the chat section saying that he said, He believes the Braves' biggest strength is its youthful experience. By that, he means they have a ton of players with deep playoff experience and fighting for division, and most of them are under 30, and I think that is certainly a strength. Speed, I mentioned Acuna, Harris, Ozzy, Grissom. I think all of those guys could steal 20-plus bags this year. So I think those are some other pretty big areas of strength for the Braves as well. 
Getting to some of the comments from Twitter uh, really quickly and had a lot of great responses. A lot of them the same, like I said, talking about the power, talking about the bullpen. John Seeley says, honestly, I think the biggest strength is the bullpen. Maybe the best one I've seen in a decade. And I certainly agree with that. Certainly when you take in account the depth of the bullpen, large, large says it's got to be the lineup. It can hit for power, hit for average and can run. And the age of the lineup is young, so it's locked in. I think another great point there as well. This is the, all these players are in their prime or coming into their prime. Chip Hendricks says definitely the defense and the lineup. I talked yesterday how I think the left side of the infield could be a weakness defensively, but just about everywhere else I think is going to be a plus, except for maybe left field. But catcher is going to be a plus. We'll talk about Sean Murphy here in a minute. First base is going to be a plus. Matt Olson was much better in the second half last year, and I think that continues as he gets more comfortable. Ozzy's gold glove caliber. If Ronald is healthy, he's gold glove caliber, and we know Michael Harrison's center is gold glove caliber. Sam Peebles mentioned the catching, and that was something I hadn't even thought of, so I want to make sure to include that. Braves might have the best catching tandem in all of baseball, so that is certainly an area of strength. And then Dan says depth experience and talent and i think you're right on i would love a little bit more depth on the infield like we talked about yesterday but certainly plenty of depth in the bullpen plenty of depth in the rotation and there's outfield depth we need one of those guys to stand up and be a starter but i do think there is outfield depth there so great comments from all of you appreciate all the comments on twitter all right, next, I want to get into Tuesday's game notes. We had a good start from Jared Schuster, but an error by Von Grissom and a costly one. And I'm going to break that down here next. On Tuesday night, Jared Schuster got the start against the Boston Red Sox and was really, really good and impressive. I mean, a solid outing by him for sure. Three innings, no hits. One walk, no earned, four strikeouts. Did fall behind batters a couple of times. I actually thought a lot of the Braves pitchers were struggling with command on Tuesday for whatever reason, but Schuster was able to come back in most of those at-bats and get the, the hitter out, struck out the side in the third inning. Again, I've talked about Schuster a lot. He's not going to blow you away, but that changeup is absolutely filthy, and hopefully you got to see it on Tuesday. I know there was one in particular he threw in the first inning that, I mean, just dove at like the last second. It really is a good changeup. He's got good stuff. I'm at the point where I would feel comfortable he came up and needed to make some starts for the Braves this year. I think he and Dylan Dodd are both right there as those next guys up if needed. But let's talk about Von Grissom. For a minute, you know me now. If you've been listening to the podcast all spring, I I love diving into the defensive side of the game. Vaughn made his first error, and it was a costly one. It led to to four runs in the inning. Really kind of messed up Jesse Chavez's line, and Chavez wasn't particularly great in this one, but had a double play ball to help him escape the inning. And Vaughn Grissom. Made a rookie mistake. I know he's not technically a rookie anymore, but he tried to flip the ball to second before he actually caught the ball. And I will give him this. The runner cut in front of him, and that's difficult sometimes. You lose sight of that baseball for a minute. You don't know where it's going to take that next hop, and it looks like maybe he got caught in between on a hop a little bit. 
perhaps he could have came up and charged it if that ball, uh, if the player hadn't ran in front of him like that. But he set back, tried to flip it before he had the ball. They get nobody out, leads to four runs in the inning. It was not a good look, not a good play for sure. But what I did love is that later that same inning, he got another ball hit to him the exact same place in the exact same situation or similar. There wasn't a runner on second, so he didn't have somebody running across his line of sight, but he made the play. They didn't turn the double play because a fast runner and it was a slow hit ball, but the exact same type of play, and he made it this time. So I'd love to see that. I will just say, and I, I said this from the very first ground ball I saw him take in spring training, it still just does not look smooth. He looks like a, a player out there trying to think about what he needs to do instead of just instinctively doing it. And he's just going to need more reps. And I've been saying over and over, he's 22 years old and the Braves just need him to make those routine plays. This was a routine play. He didn't make it and it led to a really bad inning and they ended up giving up four runs that would not have happened if he had made this play. So certainly something he's got to work on and he's going to make errors. We know that he knows that Ron Washington knows that, but just continue to get better. He needs to get these reps, needs to get these opportunities and just continue to work on them. And again, that's why I love that he got the exact same ball later in that inning and he made the play this time. So he'll continue to get better there. Now, you know how much, how, how excited I am to see Sean Murphy behind the plate this year you got to see that cannon on display on tuesday and if you didn't know i mentioned this the other day they're starting to stream these games now on mlb tv i think it was even on just braves.com so be on the lookout for that especially for braves home games they're streaming the games and then feeding in the radio broadcast so make sure that you're aware of that with some of these braves games that you can now see but Sean Murphy, what a cannon of an arm you got to see on display in Tuesday night's game. If you did get to watch this game, he threw out a runner with a on a complete laser beam to second base. And then later in the game, he backhanded a ball in the dirt as he's starting to stand up out of his crouch and threw a bead down to second base. Now, the runner had way too good of a jump and the pitch was, like I said, in the dirt. So not a great ball to throw on, but it was just impressive the way that he backhanded it, got rid of it, and threw a missile down to second. It's going to be so much fun watching him try to throw out base runners this season. So glad that you got to see that on Tuesday. At the plate, not much really good to talk about on Tuesday, but Sam Hilliard, he had a nice swing. Fastball up in the zone against the righty that he got to and crushed into the right center field gap. Again, no options. I think he has a good chance of making the roster. And I really am starting to think Kevin Pillar is going to make the roster as well. He had a home run after a walk by Marcelo Zuna, which was a solid at bat by him. He jumped on a first pitch heater and took it out for his second home run of the spring. So if he just shows you anything at the plate, I think he's going to make the roster just because of his veteran leadership and presence that he brings. And then also Ozzy Albies was back in the field on Tuesday, so that's great to see. Saw him make at least one play in the field as well, so glad to see him back out there, and I'm sure he'll be fine. No really concerns there. As far as news from uh, from Tuesday, not much really to talk about. Kyle Wright uh, made a, uh, threw a bullpen the other day. He's set to make another bullpen 
or throw another bullpen on Friday, which could lead to him making his spring training debut next week. And if he can get three starts in, then I think maybe they start him that sixth game of the regular season as you can skip the fifth spot the first time through because of an off day. So Kyle Wright, looking like he's ramping things back up, should be fine. Dylan Dodd is going to start on Wednesday against the Dominican Republic, which is an all-star lineup. So that should be fun to see Dylan Dodd going up against the Dominican Republic on Wednesday. Hopefully we'll have a feed of that coming in. Now quickly, just uh, jumping to the chat section really quick. Uh, Joe Me says, power is the number one strength for the Braves. Everyone hits the ball out um, and all the pitchers get Ks. We talked about that. Uh, as well, I do think, and William Fulgham agrees, strength is the lineup, a one through seven, and pitching depth. I agree, this lineup is so deep. It just it makes it, when they're healthy, everybody's clicking. It's going to be hard for any pitcher to go through the lineup. Alan Bauer, love the show and love the Braves. Thank you, Alan. So pumped for this season, mainly because of Murphy at catcher. You're, I'm right there with you, Alan. I can't, I can't tell you how much of a geek I am about defense, and I can't wait to see Murphy behind the plate. Uh, Joe Me says another real strength is the way we turn over a lineup. We had the best nine hole hitter last season. And if Vaughn stays there, having him on base for Ronnie and MH2 is huge. I cannot agree with you more. I, I just think that's where Vaughn Grissom needs to stay. It's the guy who we talked about is trying to grow defensively at shortstop. Don't put any added pressure on him by batting him fifth, sixth, seventh in the lineup. Let him chill down there in the nine hole, take his walks, get on base in front of Ronnie and the rest of the middle of that order. I think that's a great take right there. And I hope that's where Von Grissom stays. Even if you put Eddie and Ozuna ahead of them, even though Von may be a better hitter than those guys, I still would like to see them just keep Vaughn in that number nine spot to set up the top of the order. AG7, Braves honestly have too many options in the bullpen right now, bearing multiple injuries. Some good relievers won't make the active roster. And yeah, I mean, that's a, a good problem to have for sure. And I think you're right. We could see some good relievers who don't make the opening day roster. Um, Magic Clip says, what's y'all's thoughts on Chase Dolander? So this is a starter for Tennessee. Could go 1-1 in the upcoming draft. Certainly thought by many to be the best college pitcher in the upcoming draft. I think he's great. I've heard Jim Callis of MLB say that he's perhaps the best college pitcher since Steven Strasburg and Garrett Cole, which you know is obviously huge praise, but there's a lot of great starting pitchers in college this year. Paul Skeens of LSU looks great. Brandon Sprout, Hurston Waldrop of Florida look great as well. So I think there's going to be a lot of great college pitchers available in the draft, hopefully when the Braves pick later in the first round. AG7, I really like that Schuster, Dodd, and Allard are left-handed pitchers. Good to have some lefties available for the rotation other than Max. A good point as well. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Locked on Braves. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks so much for your comments, and thank you so much for your Twitter comments as well. If you didn't, if I didn't get to your question or comment, please make sure you put it down in the comment section on YouTube. I'm going to stop saying comment now. And just thank you once again for listening to Lockdown Braves and making Lockdown Braves your first listen of the day. We'll be back tomorrow talking about the keys for the Braves to win a World Series in 2023. For your next listen, check out Lockdown MLB Prospects, where host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia talking about the biggest and brightest MLB stars of tomorrow. 
Again, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at LockedOn underscore Braves. You can follow me at ShortstopBall. Make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. D.C. Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.